You are listening to Best in Seattle Real Estate with host Tina Mitchell, MLO 145-420. This podcast is for real estate agents. Tina interviews the best of the best agents in the greater Seattle market. Learn strategies and the mindset needed to be your best. If you're looking to take your real estate business to the next level, this show is for you. Welcome to Best in Seattle Real Estate Podcast, sponsored by Hubbard Radio. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My show is with real estate agents for real estate agents. My lineup is exclusive and reserved for the best of the best in the greater Seattle market based on closed transactions in the last 12 months. If you are a real estate agent looking to level up your game, you are in the right place. My guest today is here to share what she has learned over the years that has taken her to the top in the real estate field. Now in studio, Mia Clarich of Mia Clarich Real Estate. Mia has closed over 35 transactions in the last 12 months, and that earns her the title of industry leader. And she is here today to share her secrets to success. Data provided and verified by MMI Mobility Mobile Intelligence. Mia, thank you for joining the show today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, very excited to have a conversation with you and to inspire other agents to take their business to the next level. I would also like to give a shout out and a big thank you to my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Oh, hi there, Tina. I'm popping back in here. Good to see you as always. I love how you control the video. You come in <laughs> right at the right time. I have a little bit of power at my side, so you know. Yeah, you've got all of the power. A little bit scary, but that's another conversation yeah, for you. I, I never overstep. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of behind the scenes, and it takes a team to make this show happen. So again, Benny, thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Before we get started, I would like to share a little bit about Mia. When buying or selling a home, you need a realtor that you can count on. As an attorney, Mia has almost a decade of experience advocating for her clients in high-stakes negotiation, guiding her clients through complex issues, and strategizing to achieve her clients' desired outcomes. Those years on the job working for large companies have given Mia a distinct advantage as a residential real estate advocate. Mia and her husband live in Green Lake neighborhood of Seattle with their three young boys and their rescue dog. Mia received a BA from UCLA and a Juris Doctor from, U from UC Hastings where she graduated Clum Ledoux. By Lede, I said that right. Obviously, I didn't graduate that way. <laughs> Before entering real estate, Mia worked as an attorney at a large national law firm. Mia is a top producer at Windermere. So Mia, let's go ahead and get started. The first question I wanted to ask you was, where does majority of your business come from? And how do you foster those relationships, Mia? Um, at this point, most of it's referral. And, you know, I'm pretty... I, I run in kind of groups of friends. And so I foster it mainly by trying, I try to like walk the lake with people. I try to just kind of do what naturally feels good to me. Um, I don't do the hundred phone calls a week thing. I hate phone. Um, so it's mostly like what comes naturally to me and my lifestyle and how can I have a genuine, you know, ongoing relationship with these groups of people that have been my major referral source. 
So that is really exciting, I'm sure, for agents that are listening to the show right now that want to take their business to the next level. You don't have to make 100 phone calls a day <laughs> to be a top producer. But if you're not doing that, you need to be connecting on a very high level, building relationships strategically. If you hear what Mia said, she hangs out. So obviously, you're building relationships with people that are most like you and that you like and they will like you. So you're doing things, activities, and building relationships and connecting at a higher and a deeper, deeper level. So um, where you decide to put your focus, you just need to be strategic, consistent, and build those relationships. And you can have a business that does the amount of business that Mia does. So Mia, what is the best tip that you can share on how you manage your time? So coming from like law firm life, I worked on six minute increments. Um, so I'm very time aware. Um, billing cycles are six minutes at law firms, if people didn't know that. So um, I'm very time aware. And what I have always done both uh, when I was a litigator and now is time blocking. Um, and it's been, I also, because I have three kids and husband works out of the house, I'm kind of the primary child care person as well. So for me, the time blocking is you know, for all facets of my life. So I get my emails done really early. I get all my marketing, you know, uh, contacts done very early. I then am usually in my car. I have time blocked car time. So I have, you know, times when I am touring and then I also have an assistant. So when my kids are home and it's the evening and it's dinner time, I have an assistant that is then showing houses in those evening hours um, because I have time blocked kid time. Um, and then after the kids are asleep, I also have a, another hour that I log in and do like a wrap up. Um, but I'm pretty regimented. Um, and it has really helped me stay on top of all facets of my life, despite volume getting, you know, lower, higher kid stuff, getting more intense. Like you just never know what's going to hit at what time. And as long as you're time blocked, you can have the time to kind of anticipate. That is so great to hear, uh, Mia, because I know that a lot of real estate agents will say that there's an exception to the time blocking rule if you're mm -hmm. in real estate. And Mia is here to share with you. She's done 35 transactions in the last 12 months and she times blocks, not only time blocks, but she does it at a very high level. Time blocks our personal life as well. If it's not on your calendar, it does not exist. You must schedule time with yourself. Okay. And whether in real estate or not, the rule still applies. Um, also, I uh, love that you'd mention that you have an assistant because to be at a high level, you have to be able to delegate, focus on the high level activities and delegate out the rest. And anything that's not going to allow you to time block in your calendar, um, those are things that you can be delegating out to somebody on your team. Uh, so great uh, tip, uh, Mia, for my listeners and other real estate agents are in the industry, again, to show that even at the amount of business that you're doing, you credit your success to be able to be able to manage that on a high level by doing time blocking. And a great exercise that you can do is time tracking. Uh, there's a lot of great apps out there. Uh, Clockify is one of them to where you can actually track where you're spending your time. And you have to start with time tracking before you can get to time blocking because you have to see where your time is being spent and more importantly, where you're wasting your time. And then you can actually see how much time that you really have. And where you'll see a lot of wasted time is as personal activities that things that you can be doing um, a little bit differently. So thank you for that, Mia. 
Coming up next on Best in Seattle Real Estate Podcast, continued conversation with Mia Klarich of Mia Klarich Real Estate. So how do you choose your mortgage professional partner when referring your buyers? Tina Mitchell, 145-420, is passionate about her career in the mortgage industry because of the challenges her family faced keeping a roof over their heads. She played her violin with her little sister at Pike Place Market as street performers to help their parents pay the bills. This was a traumatic experience for her, but drove her to work hard and realize the success she has today. Tina purchased her first home when she was 20, and this gave her a sense of pride and security that her parents did not have. Helping others reach their dreams of home ownership is rewarding to Tina. Tina has been in the mortgage industry for over 25 years and has been recognized in the top 1% nationwide. For more information on how Tina is helping her buyers stand out next to their competition, go to tinamitchellteam.com. That's tinamitchellteam.com. Welcome back to Best in Seattle Real Estate Podcast, sponsored by Hubbard Radio Seattle. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Continued conversation with Mia Klarich of Mia Klarich Real Estate. Are you a real estate agent looking for that one thing to take your business to new heights? Mia is here to motivate you to be your best. You will learn what Mia is doing and how you can implement her best practices into your real estate business. Today, Mia is sharing her strategies and the mindset needed to be the best in the industry. Mia is here to inspire other agents to level up their real estate business. Mia, thank you again for being here with me today. Thanks for having me. So next question, what life experience brought you into your line of work? I have always really been fascinated by real estate. And I actually, when I passed the bar and was an attorney in California, I took my real estate exam there. Um, when, and we had bought and sold a home in California with a really wonderful uh, realtor who had like an MBA and she was just really on top of her game. And we came here and we had um, just a, it was a great experience, but just really different. And I felt like I could level up the business here a bit. Um, and so I did a few more years at the law firm up here. And then I switched to real estate after my second kid was born. Um, and, you know, I entered at a really good time, frankly, and I did a ton of open houses. <laughs> so my business grew relatively quickly. And I was really lucky that way. But I think that coming from customer service to a customer service job was very helpful. Like I'm very used to clients having panicked decisions late in the evening and having to feel those emotions. Um, and so it was a lot of transferable skills from law firm life to real estate life. Um, it's definitely not as much free time as I had anticipated it to be. <laughs> Never is, right? 
Yeah, no, that's yeah. a lot. <laughs> so one thing that you said, Mia, that I want to make sure uh, that the real estate agents that are listening to the show today did not miss is when you were new in the industry, you knew that there was something that you needed to do to figure out to start getting that funnel going and open houses. And obviously, since you mentioned it, you were successful in doing open houses. There's a lot of things that real estate agents do um, that they're not doing the correct way and really monetizing the opportunity. And I think open house uh, is definitely one of those. So really being strategic when you're going into an open house and how you're going to uh, build those relationships. And I would imagine part of the success is the high touch follow-up and follow-through plan that comes after you have a chance to actually connect with that person at the open house. Would you agree, Mia? Or what is your biggest shout out in um, being successful in an open house? Yeah, I actually don't know. I, I'm very not super pushy. So for me, it was mostly like I, if I felt a genuine connection with people, then I would maybe shoot an email once a week or something. And then if it didn't, if they didn't reply after three weeks, I would pretty much just put them on my newsletter and then not contact them anymore. I really felt like I wanted to work with people that wanted to work with me. Um, and I didn't want to be like a bug in the ear. <laughs> so um, I, you know, I picked up, I had. 23 deals, I think my first year and 20 of them were open house. Wow. Um, and so it was really mostly like having a real genuine connection with people as they came through and trying to become the person that they wanted to reach out to rather than the person that like chased them down the street. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've said on the show before, you can stop the cold or you can court the warm and absolutely your success mm -hmm. is Reporting. Um, but there was a high touch follow up and follow through when you connected with somebody, then you decided to check in with them via text on a weekly basis, unless they were not engaging with you. And then you put them on, um, you know, a lower touch, but you made a decision for the ones that you did connect with to try to foster those relationships. And I think a majority of people that are not successful in open houses, they have a connection, and then they miss the opportunity to build the connection and then to be able to close the deal. And just remember, uh, we're being a disservice to the people that want our service when we're not staying in touch with them because they lose that connection and then ultimately go with somebody else. Well, and, and the trick is like, I found that the trick is don't just ask for the email or the phone number because that's something that you want. Ask for it in conjunction with something that they want. So, oh, you know, there's this great comp down the street that just sold. Have you seen it? Do you want me to send it to you? It's a really great data point for this neighborhood, right? And then what's your email? Or, you know, I, I think that there's uh, something that might be coming on next week, uh, next block over, it's going to be listed out of our office. Give me your email when it comes onto the market, I can send it to you. That something is... like that, where it's like you're giving them something. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the important way of collecting the data, the information. That makes total sense because um, something that they are going to need and unique and special to what their situation is. And that's how you connect with somebody is you're listening to what their needs are. And then you're providing a solution and something that you can provide them a value uh, to stay in contact. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, shout out Mia. That was great. So how do you manage your work-life balance? Because um, again, you've done 35 transactions in the last 12 months. You have three young boys and you're the primary care for the three young boys. Um, so how do you do it all? How do you have that quality of life? 
You know, I made a decision my first year in because I had an infant at the time. Um, it was my second child. And I made a decision to make less money and to have an assistant. And so even when I was just doing 20 a year, um, I have always worked with a partner. Um, and it has made it so that I don't need to be everywhere at once and so that I can have like a very specific log off time. So I am like, still negotiating deals and doing things from home, but I'm not in my car at all. I am home with my kids from, you know, four to six. And then my husband comes home and I can go back out and tour or whatever it is, but I really have time blocked my kid time with having an assistant. And so that has been how I've kept my sanity. It also gives me the day off. Like, so I have a Saturday or a Sunday off every week and I can go to the soccer games, right? Yeah. So I think that that's been a really important part of our business is just trying to make it work with where we're at in life. And if it means, you know, giving somebody a piece of the pie, I'm very happy to do that to live my best life. Yeah. And I love that. Live your best life because success is not success when you just make money. Success is when you work hard and you play hard and you've got that balance. And that's kind of going back to when I started up the show with you and time blocking, you have to time block your personal activities. Um, and yeah, you can't do it all on your own. You can see a, a top producer in the industry that are a one man show, but they absolutely don't have a quality of life as well. How you have a quality of life is you have people on your team that are taking some of the things over for you, especially some of the things that you may not have as much passion in doing. Um, and most of the time when you add to your team, you're actually able to make more money because you're happier at what you're doing and you're able to get a lot more stuff done when you have somebody uh, that's assisting with that. So thank you. So managing stress, because in the real estate business, I think it is a high stressful business and probably being an attorney, you, um, you know, you had some of that as well, but, and now in this industry, I think it's even another level of stress because there's not as much business. And I think a lot of uh, real estate agents and in the mortgage side can get stuck in a mindset um, that can really spiral down pretty quickly. But how do you deal with your stress in business, Mia? Yeah. You know, I actually feel really lucky here where I am part of a two income household. Um, and so the, there isn't like the business stress. If there's any business stress for me, it's usually like in 2021, right? It was too much, right? <laughs> so that was, it was stressful just because of the volume. Um, but I, I think that real, reality is, is that this feels way less uh, intense and way less stressful than my prior job. And so I have this really unique approach to this business where it doesn't feel that stressful. Um, I do, however, I started time blocking in 2021 for relaxation time. Uh -huh. um, and so I, there was like a period in winter of that year where I was like losing my mind and I straight up time blocked like a midday bath. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it really helped. So um, I read this book, The Art of Doing Nothing, and I really do believe like we need to put down our phones and have just some quiet for 30 minutes a day. And you're going to actually become more efficient because in that quiet, you're going to reprioritize. You're not going to be stuck in the, you know, tornado of whatever is hitting your face on your inbox at that moment. And you can kind of step out of it and see what are your top five action items that you can do to resolve your biggest issues and then move on, right? 
Uh, so important. I do what I call a midday refresh, which is timed off blocked on my calendar as well. And my refresh consists of different things. I may drive and listen to my motivational clips loud in my car. I may go out uh, to my patio and spend time outside, but it's a midday refresh. And it's not to get out of a stressful situation. It's to prevent from getting into a stressful situation. Yes. I do have stress that comes up when it's not during my my, my refresh. Then I just take 60 seconds or a couple minutes and I just close my eyes. I'll put on a, a little bit of inspirational music and I do absolutely nothing but just relax. And it works almost every single time. So Mia, thank you so much for being here on my show today. I really appreciate you sharing with my listeners. And I hope that for the agents that are listening today, that they are able to not just take something away, which I know that they will, but that they will then be inspired to take action on what they learned from our conversation today. Thank you. Thank you. To watch this video recording with Mia or other industry leaders in the real estate space, go to bestinseattlerealestate.com or you can catch my show on the YouTube channel or Facebook uh, page. Tina Mitchell, your host and your local mortgage expert. Until next time. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.